Hello and welcome to episode 16 of CFFC, A Tactical View. My name is Chapin Zeal. I am your host. I appreciate you joining me today. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way it shows up every time I have a new episode. And make sure you you give a rating and a review. If you leave me a, a review, I will read it here on the podcast, give you a personal shout-out. Unfortunately, once again this week, uh, no new no new reviews. So hopefully, someone out there listening listening right now will will take take thirty seconds and just give me give me a quick five stars, quick quick little worded review, and I will read it out. So we are looking back at the last three matches that the Fire played up at Soldier Field that went on last week. Uh, it's going to be a quick, quick overview of the matches. Not going to get into too much detail and try keeping, keeping more in my 30 minute range as opposed to the hour that I did last episode. So we are rolling back to July 9th, Soldier Field Fire taking on Columbus Crew. The starting lineup for the Fire is the usual Gaga and Goal. And then you had John Espinosa starting at right back, Tirana at right center back, Shehos at left center back, Miguel Navarro out on the left back, and then the usual suspects of Federico Navarro and Gaston Jimenez as your holding mids, Mueller, Shakiri, and Gutierrez as your more forward mids, and John Duran filling in for Shabilko, getting the start in this match. So... We are going to jump straight into it. 29 minutes in the fire, have a corner, um, and it is Mueller taking it this time as opposed to Shakiri. Nothing against Shakiri, but I wouldn't mind him coming off uh, corners in general. So Mueller, though, plays it short to Shakiri, who is right there on the on the corner with him. And he rolls it backwards to Mueller, making a, a backwards overlapping run. And he re- receives it up around the left-hand corner of the penalty box. Plays a nice first-time cross into the penalty box. And Shehos is able to get his head on the ball and knock it in off of the, the, up, uh, off of the left upright from about six yards out to have the fire go up. 1-0 over the crew. Quick start early, in, early on, uh, less than 30 minutes in. Good to see the fire getting on getting on the score sheet and and putting a lot of pressure putting a lot of pressure on the back line and the goalkeeper. So then we roll ahead a, a little bit into the 41st minute, and Shehos wins the ball uh, wins a long ball that was played by the cruise cruise keeper. And he does a good job using his body to retain possession. He's a he's a nice, stocky, fairly tall, pretty stocky guy. Uses his body well. And he plays it forward and to the left-hand side to Gutierrez, who plays a through ball to, to Duran, making a run. He receives it inside of the penalty box, but over on the left left edge of it. And he plays a low ball through the penalty box. It rolls all the way through to the right-hand side to Mueller. First time shot with the left foot. Nice nice curler into the back of the net to put the fire up. Uh, 2-0 over the crew. 
So they were saying it on commentary, and I would overall tend to agree with them that that was probably the 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 most well-rounded, most dominant first half or 45 minutes in general that the Fire have had this season. But unfortunately, that is as good as the night got because going into the second half in the 63rd minute, Columbus are able to win the ball along the left-hand sideline and they switch it out to the right side uh, in the uh, fire from the fire perspective. Good little interchange between Zellerayan and Etienne out on the left-hand side. Uh, Zellerayan dropped back into, he's uh, one of their strikers, and he dropped more into the midfield, which ended up pulling uh, Carlos Tehran way out of position as he as he went went forward pressing pressing Zellerayan as he received the ball. And Etienne did a good job of exploiting that space and running into it. And out on the right hand side with John Espinoza, he was a little bit slow to react. So I know I was I was very critical of Sekulich in the last episode. Not going to be as critical as Espinoza. He's he's not as not as experienced. Doesn't have the have the uh, consistent game time this season. So, but at the same time, he should have done better. He got fell asleep a little bit. Got caught watching the ball. So a little bit on Tehran, little bit on, little bit on Espinoza. But the the finish by Etienne was a really nice curler. Up over Gaga's left shoulder uh, to put put the score at fire two and the crew won. So then, about twelve minutes later, into the seventy fifth minute, the Fire lose possession. They more or less I I don't know if there was a miscommunication and one player was expecting to pass the ball and either way they they more or less dribbled it straight out of bounds along the right hand side. Crew, crew, uh, have a quick throw in. They dribble up along the fire's right hand, right sideline. They played into the middle at about 20 yards out and then one more pass to the left side inside of the penalty box. And he played a beautiful ball across the six yard box. And a crew player was able to get on the end of it and knock it into the back of the net to put the score at fire two, crew two. So. The a very a very common theme for the fire this season has one been giving away late late goals. Uh, I've complained about it earlier. From about the 70th minute on, they tend to give up a handful of goals, which is very frustrating. That's a time that you really need your defense to shut them down. And then, as in the first goal, they they it was just a stupid stupid turnover. No, no real pressure on him, and just knock the ball out of bounds. Second goal, just uh, Tehran getting out of position, and and Espinoza not really being fully alert to what's happening, falling asleep. So it's some stuff they need to work on in terms of the late the late goals that they give up, and how the goals the goals develop. So then just a few minutes later, it gets worse into the 83rd minute. Uh, there was some good, good, patient, p- 
possession by the fire uh, went from their defensive half into their attacking half from left to right. Herbers ended up with the ball along the left or the right sideline. He played it into the middle to Federico Navarro, who looked like he kind of got his feet caught under him and couldn't quite get to the ball. Um, either way, it was a bit of a wayward pass, and the crew win the ball about halfway in the fire's attack in half. One pass through ball forward into their attack, into the crew's attack in half. And you had the crew striker running in 1v1 versus Gaga, and unfortunately he was able to to chip it up over Gaga to put the crew up three to the fires too. So that's how it ended. It was a very disappointing night. It was a match that I was at. It was fireworks night. It was unfortunately a fire loss on fireworks night and as soon as I hate to say it but as soon as the first goal went in in the 63rd minute I knew that I just had I had I won't say I knew I had a terrible feeling that the fire were were about to let this one get away and in the end they sure enough did so like I said, the comment the commentators were saying that it was a really good first forty five minutes, and it was. They had good possession, good attacking. Their their shooting was much more accurate than it has been in the past. And then the second half, it's it's like a whole different whole different team showed up. They only got four shots away in the second half and and all of them were were off target so disappointing second half to see how it how it went into uh especially with how well they played in the first half but life goes on and then just a few days later they took on Toronto FC on July 13th Wednesday night up at Soldier Field once again, and we will run through the lineup. It was Gaga and Goal. Sekulic making a return after sitting out last match. Uh, Tehran, Shehos, and then Bornstein coming in for this one. Federico Navarro at your right holding mid, and then Maurizio Pineda, Pineda stepping in for Gaston Jimenez. And then you had Mueller, Shakiri, and Gutierrez as your more forward midfielders. And then John Duran as your number nine once again. So then this one starts off quick in the fourth minute. The Fire are pressing well in their defensive half, putting a lot of pressure on Toronto. And Duran is able to to make a tackle just inside the Fire's defensive half along the right side. Mueller is able to pick the ball up, plays a through ball to Duran, who goes in one-on-one along the right side against the keeper, makes one touch to, to towards the edge of the penalty box and makes a nice left-footed strike about 18 yards out right on the edge of the right on the edge of the penalty box. And the keeper goes goes to his right. Duran goes to the keeper's left and puts it into the back of the net for a fire goal to go up 1-0 four minutes in over Toronto. So really nice to see that from Duran coming out quick and early. It's, it's 
I know I've always I've always defended, if you will, but I've always backed Shabilko. I know he hasn't scored in a long time. It's been has been several 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 matches since he's scored. Um, but he does a lot of other things well. But one thing about Duran is he has he has good pace. He is for I think he's only eighteen nineteen years old. For how young he is, he uses his body well. More more so in the in the in the second goal that he ends up scoring. Um, but he he does a does a good job. He does well. He does things that he does he does things well that Shabilko doesn't necessarily do and Shabilko does things that Duran doesn't necessarily do so it's nice to have that little one two combination that you're going to be able to depending on who's playing you can if you're playing with Shabilko he can drop in and you can play a little more possession style if you're playing with Duran you can you can play some more through balls and go over the top a little bit more so it's nice to see that nice to see that little variation between the two strikers. So then not too much later into the 16th minute the Fire have a goal kick and Gaga plays it short to Shehos on his left-hand side who plays it forward to Pineda and he receives it right along the edge of the defensive uh Fire's defensive penalty box. Right in the middle, he plays a long ball out to Gutierrez along the left-hand side, just inside their defensive half, right around midfield, who then ends up making just an absolute beauty of of a touch. It was on the volley, first touch um, outside of his outside of his right boot. Looped it up over the defender who was who was on him and dropped it right onto Duran's chest, who was in there in the fire's attacking half. Um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It was he did it against the crew as well. He had a similar touch. Uh, didn't come off for a goal, but he's he's a player that I'm. I was excited about him at the start of the season, and it's nice seeing him getting so many starts, getting so many minutes because he is he is a a good attacking player. He he moves well off the ball. He has good good possession of the ball. So Duran is able to control the pass with his chest, brings it down, and is able to be, uh, get past the defender. Uses his body well to to man him up and get in once again one v one versus a keeper. Takes another left footed shot this time to the keeper's right and the fire go up two nil over Toronto in the 16th minute. And that's how that one would wrap up. Um, overall, I feel like the fire played played a good match. They they. They didn't dominate possession. Toronto had more possession, but the Fire were far more threatening with their possession. They had more shots. Uh, Six out of 12 shots were on target compared to two out of five for Toronto. So Toronto never really posed a whole lot of a threat uh, throughout most of the match. They had a couple of couple of opportunities, but nothing was was really was really 
really anything worth mentioning, mainly because it wasn't a goal, but also because it wasn't, again, it wasn't too threatening for for the fire. So good to see, good to see the fire maintain maintain the two nil lead, uh, especially so early. 16 minutes in, going up 2-0, and then the rest of the match, you're able to hold Toronto to to a clean sheet. So, good good for the fire. They're able to get a win and recover from the, the 2-0, being up 2-0 at halftime against the crew, and then then completely, completely falling apart in the second half and going down 3-2, so... Good for them to to retain that and keep that keep that win in hand and get the three points. So then we roll into what I believe was Sunday, July sixteenth against Seattle Sounders. So this was the match that I I did not have a whole lot of hope for, and in the end it um, it. It didn't totally it didn't totally live up to expectations, but it didn't totally totally let you down either. So running through the lineup, you had the usual Gaga in goal, Sekulich at right back, Tehran. She hosts Bornstein again at left back, and then Jimenez and Navarro as your holding mids, Mueller, Shakiri, and Gutierrez as your more forward midfielders, and then Shabilko stepping back in at the number nine position. So then jumping right into this match in the 23rd minute, the Fire win a throw-in on the right-hand side. Tehran comes over for it. He as the uh, long-throw specialist, and he hucks it up into the penalty box. Seattle are able to get their head on it, but uh, are only able to clear it to about the edge of the box. Gaston Jimenez is then able to get the get possession, and he does a good job of uh, wiggling out of four defenders right around him to retain possession. Plays it backwards to Federico Navarro on the right half, about halfway in there in the Fire's attacking half. He plays a really nice ball up over to Shehos who made a nice run splitting two defenders and he heads it into the top right-hand corner of the goal to put the fire up 1-0 over Seattle in the 23rd minute. So not not a whole lot of build up, not a whole lot of it kind of came out of nothing, but it was it was sometimes that's how you need to score your goals. They don't always need to be 10, 15, 30, 40 passes and then a goal. Sometimes only one or two passes. And then into the back of the net is all you need. And that is how this one ended against Seattle up in Chicago. Fire one, Seattle nil. So coming out of the three matches in a week at home, the fire came away with with a total of six points, which if you listen to last episode, I had said I would have been pleased with four points, a win and a draw. I I was hoping for a win against Toronto, a draw against the crew, and didn't expect much against Seattle, but the fire after 
again, after really, really falling apart against the crew and it looking like, oh boy, maybe this is going to be a tough week, going to be a long week. They they rebounded well against Toronto with with the victory and then even more impressive beating Seattle 1-0 uh, with Seattle being your CONCACAF Champions League uh, winners and a perennial perennial playoff team. They they definitely showed the fire. Definitely showed their their ability in the last couple of matches to 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 win. Not only win but go up, keep the clean sheet, be defensively organized, not give away too many chances to where to where the the opposition is really threatening. But at the same time, you're putting enough pressure on on the on the opponent uh, defensive line and goalkeeper to keep them honest and keep them on their toes in that. So, in terms of some general stats over the last three matches, the main one I'm going to focus on is some shooting. So I have been very critical of the Fire's shot selection over uh throughout this entire season sometimes they're taking shots from 30 35 40 yards out and it's missing by 30 35 40 yards i i have never understood it make a couple more passes and you can maybe get into a better position but in this in this little home stretch they had uh they had a total of 34 shots from my count and only seven of them were from outside of the box, which in my eyes is a huge improvement, and only one of them was two of them were were from were from an ob, an obnoxious range to where there's no reason you should be you should be taking that shot but um overall overall i'm really really pleased with how they've how they've improved that and gotten the ball into the penalty box more so 27 out of those 34 shots were taken from inside of the penalty box and you came away with five goals not a ton of goals but five goals two victories out of out of three matches so over the home stretch you can't you can't complain you definitely can't complain about that with especially with how with how the season has been going and the fire have actually crawled up out of the bottom of the eastern conference they are sitting in 12th up from 14th going into the into these three matches on a total of 23 points so that they're not they're only 4 points off playoff position so they're not in as rough as rough as a season as it as it has kind of come and gone they are still not in a in a terrible position given where given where the other teams are in the east Cincinnati who is sitting seventh the last team to make the playoffs only has 27 points so the the fire aren't too aren't too far off if they can keep some of this going if they can string a few wins together get get a third win get a fourth win all of a sudden you're talking okay you're really flirting with the playoffs and really looking looking more and more like 
like the team that that started the season who who came out with what was it four or five wins in a row or something and then just completely fell apart after that so good good on the home stretch uh six points out of a possible nine i definitely won't complain about that so then looking forward to Saturday, July 23rd up in Vancouver at BC Place. The Fire will be taking on Vancouver Whitecaps. And this is a match personally that I think the Fire should win. Vancouver right now is sitting 10th in the West on 26 points. Um, overall, they, I don't see them as too much of a threat. They're, they're, I, I personally feel like the fire are a better, better squad. They have better, some better pieces. Vancouver, don't get me wrong. They have some good players. They, they just picked up Julian Gressel, uh, fullback from DC United. They've got Lucas Cavallini with, with six goals on the season, uh, Ryan Gauld with three goals, Brian White with three goals. So they've got a few players who can put the ball in the back of the net. But at the same time, they on the season, they've given up 34 goals, which is about the seventh worst in, in MLS. So they're, they definitely can give up goals. Um, and if, if the fire, like I was saying a few minutes ago, if the fire are able to to keep this... This a uh, little bit of a scoring run happening, and and their their better shot selection happening. I definitely see see them coming home with with three more points in in the bag, and ideally taking taking another step or two up up the uh, standings there. Because again, it doesn't take much. You get a few wins together, and all of a sudden you're you're in you're in playoff position just outside of it. So definitely, definitely, definitely some, I'm not getting my hopes up high, but it's at least nice to see, it's at least nice to see them, them doing something and not just, not just letting everything, everything fall apart as it was going there with, what was it, 10, 11 matches without a win. It was starting to, starting to look a little disheartening and, and uh maybe that the season was a little foregone or you know too far gone or whatever but at the same time they were never in a terrible position um in terms of in terms of points out of out of playoff position which i guess that's the positive when you have playoffs is you can you can make a run about midway through the season, towards the latter half of the season, and and all of a sudden you're you're in playoff position and looking good for the playoffs. So once again, don't forget Saturday, July twenty third at nine oh eight kickoff. You can you can check it out on WGN um, MLS Live on ESPN Plus. Um, so make sure you watch, make sure you subscribe, make sure you leave a rating and a review, and I will I will read it uh, out on the next episode. Go fire!